Hey, it's Coley, and you're listening to Still With You. Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am the host of this podcast. It is season two and I am so glad that you have joined me, whether you have been here a while or this is your first time listening. It's going to be an amazing year and I am so excited that you are here. Still With You is the product of a prayer that I prayed two years ago asking the Lord to give me vision. And in doing this, God allowed me to see the need for a place where my friend's stories could be shared. And the name itself stems from Psalms 139.18, and when I wake up, I am still with you. Every time you listen to Still With You, I promise that you're not going to walk away feeling empty. You're going to walk away uplifted because here our conversations are fun, fruitful, and always friend-filled. Okay, this is my favorite part. The first guest of Season 2, Episode 24, is Tracy Shinnick. Tracy is a writer, small groups leader, wife, mom, and lover of Jesus. She has a passion for God's Word and hearing His heart. In this episode, Tracy shares some of her story and applicable ways that we can get into Scripture and fall in love with God's Word. She also talks obedience, which I am super excited for everyone to hear because I believe it is vital for us to fully obey God in this crazy world that we live in. We need to be on fire. I am so excited to share Tracy's wisdom with you guys. Not only has this woman radically changed the way I read my Bible, but she is also the first guest of season two of Still With You. So without further ado, man, can I rhyme anymore? Wow. This is my friend, my mentor, Tracy Shenick. Tracy, you are such a mentor. You're like a spiritual mom to me. And I cannot tell you how thankful I am to be under your teaching. You have taught me more about God's word because you study it so much and it's like you carry it with you, hmm. you know? When I enter your home, specifically this table, like mm. we're sitting at just your, is this your dining room? Do you guys mm-hmm. eat dinner here? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have such feelings about this table because you invite so many women, so many football players too, I'm sure, into your home, your family and your friends that like you've had so many beautiful conversations that have changed lives here. At least it's changed my life wow. sitting at your table. So the fact that like we're recording here just makes me so happy. And I just have so many feelings of how faithful the Lord has been with the people who are sitting here in your dining room. You know, that's so cool. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I mean, from the day you met me, which we met at the sisterhood brunch. And I honestly, this is so embarrassing, but like, I didn't actually even know who you were. My, I know my parents met you when Mm -hmm. they came to visit, um, Liberty and they were like, yeah, we met, um, Tracy and, um, she's, the wife of Pete Shinnick, who's head of football coach here at UWF in Pensacola. And I was like, okay, cool. That's neat. Like you met me at the sisterhood brunch and you immediately came up and complimented me about the podcast. Yes. It was the sweetest thing because I didn't know who you were. You followed (laughs) me on Instagram and then you're like speaking this life into me. Lord God, you just sent this like amazing woman just to like speak such encouragement right when I needed it. Cause I was so scared. Cause I was like, what am I doing with this? And it was just perfect. And I'm so thankful. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Somehow we got connected on social media 
And that day I had just listened to your podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to say something to you because it was your obedience. You're sharing about God laying something on your heart Mm -hmm. and there you are doing it. So I just wanted to come alongside and champion that because it was so encouraging. Maybe it's a personality thing, but I tend to hear the prompting and then I think through all the angles and I, and I talk myself out of it and I'm just really slow about obedience. And so maybe that took you a long time to get from that point to actual podcast. But as I'm hearing you on the podcast explain, you're just doing it. I was, I was listening to the fruit of your obedience oh my and I gosh. just wanted to come along and champion that because we need to champion one another in that. Absolutely. Cause God's prompting us. He has something for all of us to do and he's prompting us. And there's so many negative voices, the biggest one being in our head, you know, and just not taking all those thoughts captive. We just don't do. So what if everyone rose up, took their place, what God's laying upon their heart and just go do the thing? You know, Mm -hmm. what what would get done for the body of Christ? I just wanted to champion you in that because you were doing it. Thank you so much for saying that. That means the world coming from you because I feel like you are the doer. You are the person who opens your home, who writes the things that you hear from the Lord. You're like leading so many young women, especially in my circle of friends. You're leading so many of us. So I feel like the same for you. I know you're only human. I don't mean to put you on a pedestal, but because you've spent so much time with the Lord, it feels like I see glimpses of Jesus when I'm around you. What a compliment. That's. I mean it with all of my heart. And I know for a fact that when I say that, there's literally 10 other girls behind me saying the same thing because we've all, we've witnessed it. When did that happen in your life? How did you begin to fall in love with the word of God? Well, it's actually how I got saved. Uh Um, That's part of my salvation experience. I went off to college and God put Christians around me who were praying for me. Where did so you go to school? I went to Clemson University. That's okay. where my husband yeah. and I met. I am a product of prayer, which is really encouraging for us as we're praying for people yeah. you know, that we just don't see mm-hmm. hope for. <laughs> I would be one of those people. Yeah. God just started drawing me into his word my second semester of my freshman year. And yeah. I was just seeing truth that my heart longed for. And finally, that summer, I just gave my heart to the Lord. The only explanation I have of all that that happened, my roommate was a Christian in that summer. She was at a Christian camp. She shared with me after that summer, after I finally got the guts to tell her, like I had really accepted Christ. I was her prayer project for the summer and she had a tree every day she'd sit under and pray for my salvation. And so I'm just an answer to prayer. How he worked it was drawing me into his word and falling in love with his word and the truth there. And then once I gave my heart to him, I just couldn't get enough of it. So I went back to school, just couldn't get enough of the word and actually ended up taking my second semester of my sophomore year off because I just needed some time away from school and just to dig into the word. Not long after that, With my hunger and thirst for the word, someone introduced me to Precept Ministries, an inductive Mm. study, which inductive, if if you're not familiar with it, is just using scripture, the text, the word, you're just digging in for yourself. And the word, because it's living and active, and as you go into prayer and ask God to teach you, there's just nothing like handling it yourself. And like when the Holy Spirit unpacks Mm, mm -hmm. truth, it's unforgettable. You know, it could be something that someone's taught us, but we didn't get it. But when the Holy Spirit heart teaches it to us and unpacks it with application and encouragement, 
it's a whole different thing. So it's the way I love to study and it's just digging into the word. I want to go back to this for one second. Did you get some heat from taking a year off to be with the Lord? I just took a semester Semester. Off. Okay. My bad. Because that's a pretty bold step to take being a sophomore. That's such a brave step and you just spent it with the Lord, right? I did. I worked and yes. But so pivotal because look at like yeah. what you're doing, yeah. reaching so many people. That's the semester I met my husband, Peter. Oh my gosh. Um, I would go back to Clemson for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes mm-hmm. meetings on Thursday nights. I was an athlete, but it's just it's oh, yeah. 500 kids. FCA is great. Yes, yes. We were both invited to a dinner before one of the FCAs. So that semester that I wasn't even in school is when I sat across from Peter Schenck and fell in love and <laughs> told people I'd met the man I was going to marry, and we were married the next year. Did you so. ever think you'd marry a football coach? No, and I knew nothing about football. You didn't know no. anything? No. Actually, I didn't know coaching was a full-time job because it's like a game on Saturday. <laughs> like, I didn't know, like, and I didn't know there was more than one coach. Yeah. I just thought there's, you know, Danny Ford at the time. Peter came with Coach Hatfield when Coach Hatfield was hired at Clemson University. So that's how God got him there. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't know that part of your story, but I yeah. think that's so interesting when people take a brave step like that. At least that would be brave for me because I'm still in school right now. And so I'm like taking a semester off just to sit with the Lord. Like, what does that look like? It just goes back to your whole story of your obedience. So where did writing come into play? Because that is your ministry. You write so well and you write from the heart of God. I'm a journaler and I don't know that I was much of a journaler before Christ, but I was just learning so much. It's kind of my learning style. Uh note taker, you know, that's how I was in school. So journaling for me, because it looks different for different people. I try to journal every day, but it could just be bullet points of what I'm learning in the word. I just don't want to lose what God's teaching me. That was writing, just journaling and just pouring out my heart. A lot of times I don't even know what's going on inside of me till I put pen to paper and just talk to God about it. So really when I journal, it's not like praying, but it is praying because God and I are just having a conversation. He just would teach me things like through his word or just as I was writing about something and all of a sudden he's giving me instruction. I'd go back and read it and it'd be really good stuff that I knew just wasn't for myself. So I try to share it when I could. I usually carried my journal around with me, like, like even, Bible study. Like even in, in college, like you were doing this still? Oh, yes. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, because this is bursting out of me. And yeah. so I couldn't really verbalize it. So, hey, let me, and I look in my journal and I just read what God was teaching me. More and more of that, you know, God just kept convicting me that it wasn't just for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I started trying to write it and get it out. Again, it's one of those slow, obedient things because it was such a conviction and I just didn't know how. And so I can remember one year making a New Year's resolution. I'm going to write. It was before internet. So I'm like, okay, well, I write. How am I going to get it out to people? That's how long ago it was. Do I write a newsletter? And like, you know, it just, I couldn't figure out the logistics. Finally, years later, when there is internet, which makes it so easy, <laughs> um, I had a friend who's like, you need to email out things. So that's how I started. I just had an email list. I would rewrite uh-huh. from my journal into like a devotional teaching and send it out to people every week. Then that moved to a blog spot and then now to a website. Please explain to people what we are trying to say when we saying you write from the heart of God. 
that comes out of that when, when God asked me to get things out of my journal and so much of it is, you know, I'm journaling and he just starts teaching me. And so it is first person God when he was asking me to get it out, that felt weird. So I would take it out of first person God and I would write a devotional from it. But there were some things that you just, I mean, he says, and you can't take it out of, I made the stars and, you know, you just can't take it out of first person. So I would leave it that way. It speaks to my heart and it speaks to others. More and more I've left that way. And I don't know how to really describe it except put a little title from the heart of God. Yes. Where When I first started reading your work, it was a little bit different for me because normally when I read a devotional, it's more of someone telling their story. It is simply what you said, hearing from the heart of God. My process of learning from you, I started listening to the Lord. One point in my journaling would like take over and start writing as he would sing things like, Coley, I will never leave you. I'm here for you. I'm so proud of you. I love you. Even quoting scripture himself Mm -hmm. on saying, I'm here to bring you peace. Things that I know are spiritual truths, but I felt so uncomfortable writing it because I'm not God. Like, why am I writing Coley? Like, you're going to be okay. I felt so crazy. That is how God speaks to you. And you honestly, I feel like you've just given permission for us to be like, it's okay to hear God like that. And I think we'll talk about Watch the Ramparts, but yes, we will. Oh, of course we're going to talk about it. (laughs) That, um, has I've seen come out of Watch the Ramparts because it has it's a devotional that has listening questions where you just ask him those questions and I've seen people come out of that six weeks hearing him in a whole yeah. new way and of course you're checking you know is it scriptural does it line up with scripture you know all you're you're doing all those checks as you're listening to the voice of God that's that's so exciting well, that let's you just, experience that way oh my gosh it changed my life God yeah. just loves to love on his people you know and so that's all like what you were experiencing you were hearing him just love on you he just loves to do and he's talking all the time and if we would just listen you know why is that so hard to receive he just loves to love on us it's easy hard it's easy hard that is okay so if there's like one phrase from you that i just think to myself and sometimes it's just like as i'm like getting my oil changed or something i'm like it's just easy hard where did that even come from please because i love that that phrase it it comes from my journal it's a new word and if you saw it in my journal it would look like easy forward slash hard and it's just one word that's like all of life i mean god has given us everything we need for life and godliness i mean Everything that we do is in the power of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. I mean, we have everything we need. So it's all so easy. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. depend upon us. It depends upon him. He calls us to it. So it's so easy, but we have to (laughs) take the risk or the step or show up to this podcast. That's hard, you know, so everything's just easy, hard. You know, he's not asking us to do things that he's not enabling us to do. So in that truth side, everything is so easy, but we have to walk in obedience and that's hard, you know, so it's, it's all easy, hard. It's easy, hard. It comes up in my journal all the time. It comes up in my daily life, Tracy, all the time. (laughs) Now I'm like, well, this is one of those easy, hard situations. I'm like, it's easy to do, but it's so like hard to like actually put that step forward and, and go for it. And also realizing, I mean, easy because he enables this is also hard. Yeah. You know, just because it's hard doesn't mean that we're not letting him do the work. 
With it being the beginning of a new year, it's January. I believe that people, and especially myself, we want to step into these new habits, these disciplines, these things that are going to make us a better person. In approaching how we read our Bible, you know, something that we can do to, you know, maybe better our reading habits, but just something that you recommend even to just get us started. As with anything, especially as we're, you know, in the new year, you know, we've made goals so that they'll happen. The first thing is that we have a plan. My favorite reading plan through the Word of God in in a year is a chronological reading plan that I started when my kids were little. So Mm -hmm. it's totally doable. Not that I get through it perfectly every year. I think last year I had to skip the whole book of Ecclesiastes. So I think a reading plan is number one because I think without we have good intentions and then we sit down with our Word and, uh, and spend the whole time wondering where we should be as far as a chronological reading plan you know, in January, you may not want to be in, well, this one starts in Job because they believe Job happened first, but, um. Wait, did it really? I didn't know this. His story is horrible. <laughs> like, it's so good, but oh my gosh, it's easy hard. It is like really hard though. It's really on the hard side. That is literally blowing my mind. So I just pulled out my reading plan yeah. and it fits Job um, after Genesis 22. Right. I was going to say obviously Genesis, but like. So within Genesis. Wow. And as I pulled this out, um, we'll do a link. This is on my website as well because it's my favorite reading plan. Yes. I've been doing it for 18 years now. And I just realized this year, Psalms shows up every seventh day because this year mm-hmm. it showed up on Saturdays. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought Psalms was kind of just peppered throughout, which were a really good catch-up day. Mm-hmm. It's actually every seventh day. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a plan. But what I love about reading through the Bible every year, I have a firm conviction that we need to be constantly getting the big picture of the word. It's so easy for us today because you can go to BibleGateway.com. Most of the versions have an audio version. So you can just listen to your four chapters a day if you need to. Reading through the word every year has me in places where God on some day can unpack something in numbers. And there's no way I would have been in numbers if I was just choosing where I'm going to read that day. You know, so there are those days where I'm like, oh, I would have missed this moment. I encourage people to be in the word, getting the full picture, but also we need to be studying somewhere in depth. I've only read the Bible through twice before. I was really intimidated by it, doing it at first, because it feels like such a daunting task. But to anyone who's just even thinking about trying it, I just say go for it. Don't strive for perfection. I don't want to be like, just do it when you can, because like I believe that you should yeah. you should do it. Go full. Yeah. It's so crazy how the Lord will provide yeah. time and also the drive to do it. You yeah. know, you'll just fall in love with it. Yeah. Do you think so? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it really is um, to get through the word in a year. It's just four chapters a day. A lot of the Old Testament historical stories that you can kind of get lost in and get caught up or read ahead if you need to. But what's so beautiful about that too, if we're feeding ourselves that, I mean, God does so many amazing things. So when we're reminded, it just builds our faith in, oh, that's the God that we serve. That's the God who can make this hard thing 
easy. Look what he's done and he's capable of doing and what he's done in ways that we couldn't even imagine. When we can't think of any way God could do this, you read one of those stories and you're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that way. It's like without being in this book, our circumstances and the hardships can loom so big. And then you're in this book and you're like, oh my goodness, he's such a big God. It helps us keep that perspective and and build our faith. So reading through the Bible for the new year, what else should we be doing? Something that's been on my heart this past year, I want to read with the purpose of absolutely believing and obeying. We don't even realize that we think we believe something and know something. We think we even obey something because we know it, because we've read it. Oh, I've memorized that. I'm very familiar with that. And so we think we're living it, but we're not. Just really reading the word with the purpose of, I'm going to believe that that's true and I'm going to walk it out. You know that you've walked with me a lot this summer and this past year of seeing things in my life. And it's so true because there have been some things that I've thought were right, but then I would line it with scripture and it wasn't. That's such a great point. We're warned in scripture, Colossians 2, 4, it says, so that no one will delude you with persuasive arguments. That's the thing. They're persuasive, you know, out there in the world, persuasive. That's why we fall into that word that no one would delude you is misled. You know, Mm -hmm. so people are being misled by persuasive arguments of the world. And if we don't know this word to realize, no, that's not truth. Or even to realize Satan uses scripture. We see that he did that with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, so Satan knows the scripture. And if we don't know it well for ourselves, not just because someone's taught it to us, but know it, then we may not recognize how the world is twisting that application of that truth. And we that's what word. happened to me. It's just too easy. And they're persuasive arguments. Yeah. You know, so we've yeah. got to know this word to not be led astray. Because that happened with me, it's, and it just was like striving to try to be enough. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not saved by my works. And I know I wasn't saved by my works, but why was I still taking things of, that I thought were right? And you're right, just that yeah. persuasiveness of just, just often twisting the application. Twisting the application. Yep. Of the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Jude warns us of those who will... Oh, come on with Jude. You know I've been in Jude. You walked with me through being in Jude. Yes. You know, they they will creep in unnoticed, which means we're just not, it's not like they're going to come warning, warning, I'm coming with persuasive arguments that are not Mm -hmm. according to the word, but they're going to creep in unnoticed and turn the grace of God into licentiousness. Yep. It says you'll feast with them even. Yeah. Yeah. And licentiousness isn't a word that we use much. Yes, explain about days. it because you introduced me to this word. It's in Jude, but I mean, you kind it's of, or you walked me it's through it. the New American Standard yeah. version. The definition of licentious is being lacking in willpower or moral discipline or being promiscuous yeah. or unwilling to conform to accepted rules. Anytime we hear like the grace of God will cover that as, as an excuse to sin, you know, Titus 2, which I love this passage, Titus 2, 11 through 15, it says for the grace of God. So here we are talking about the grace of God being turned into licentiousness. Back to Jude, we're to contend 
earnestly, Jude tells us to contend earnestly for the faith Mm -hmm. that was once for all handed down to the saints. Once for all, it doesn't change. Titus 2, 11 through 15 reads, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us. So the grace of God is instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us so that we could live however we want. You know, that's how we that's how we, hear. we kind of yeah. live, that grace of God. No, he gave himself for us, it says, to redeem us mm. from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. And that's our sweet spot, living in the joy of the Lord and how he says, he's the creator of it all, how he says it works. Mm -hmm. And we want to find shortcuts from that somehow and give ourselves grace. Shortcuts are never worth it. No. No, They're not. They're just quick fixes and they're not worth it. Do you want to talk about ramparts next? Mm -hmm. Okay. You all have been hearing us refer to this thing called ramparts. It's a beautiful work that Tracy wrote listening from the heart of God. And it's a six-week study. Can you can you do a better description of the than I do? You lead the class for, for Pete's sake. <laughs> and it's amazing. Oh, I went through it this you. summer and it changed my life. I mean, honestly, I will just say it, it saved me in so many ways that I wasn't expecting. And I've told you this, I didn't even want to do it. Like, I remember me coming to your table and I was like, I don't know why I'm here, but I, I know God wants me here. It's been so cool to see what God's done with that step of obedience. With like your if, obedience. If we it's would your just obedience. be encouraged by that point. When he lays something upon our heart and we obey, that is our success mm-hmm. because all the results are just his doing. Like what he's done with this has just been so so neat to see and beyond Aww. what I could imagine. It comes again from one of those really drag my feet obedience stories. It came out of journaling where he was speaking just some hard truths. As I was writing, I got the picture of us as believers building beautiful sandcastles like, you know, you've seen on those challenges, you know, just gorgeous. And us as believers just being so proud. Look at what I built because they are gorgeous. I'm just just looking just with sorrow because it's sand. It's a sandcastle. It's not the real thing. And so he's just encouraging me to build the real thing. And he started talking about like the real structure with the watchtower where we could see where we're protected and we can see what's out there. And as I was writing, I just wrote what I heard. I heard watch the rain part. So I wrote that and it just kept going. And afterwards, I'm like, that is such a out of the blue Mm -hmm. phrase. That's so weird. I looked up what ramparts are, and they're actually the outermost defensive structure of a castle. So they're that wall. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it, that's so God. It fit totally with what he was talking about. And as I kind of prayed into that, he just gave me this whole prayer strategy, which is what makes up Watch the Ramparts. It's really a study to get us back into some spiritual disciplines. Like for those who have not ever tried to be consistently in the Word every day, it has us reading in the Word every day and praying and 
just seeking God for those six weeks. Like we can do anything for six weeks. Let's be faithful to being in the word every day, praying. And and who is it in your sphere of influence that he really wants you to pray? Like my friend was praying for my salvation. Yeah. Because you you set it up for people to pray for you. Yeah. So that's part of it too. You have three people praying for you. Mm -hmm. You have one of those holding you accountable, which has been a neat thing too. I could not have planned myself a God thing that as people have asked those three people to pray, they're like, oh, what's that about? And they want to do it too. Brilliant, God. Yes. But yes, you have three people praying for you. You are just seeking God for what big things do you want me to hit in prayer for these six weeks in our sphere of influence? And and part of that encouragement as you do it in a group, there's just so much in our city, in our church. You know, there's just so much to pray for that it can feel overwhelming. Sadly, we tend to not. And so there's that encouragement of us all around the table with our own sphere of influence that we're hitting. It's like our prayers are going farther, which isn't true, but it encourages one another to just keep at it. But he put this whole strategy on my heart and then kind of gave me, well, this is also a way to use your devotionals. It took me many years where, and this is a good lesson for all of us. Okay. I just, it was big. I didn't know what to do with it. I knew it was on my heart and he'd given me lots of little pieces to it. And one day I was out on the trails here near our house and I just heard him say, just do what you know, like the first steps. Mm. And I'm like, well, what do I know? Well, he had put on my heart, just try it out. You know, we've lived all over the country. So I have friends. He's like, just try it out with them. And so that's what I did. I came home and sent an email so I wouldn't not do it. You had people expecting things from you then. And then that's actually how I wrote the six weeks because we did the six weeks leading up to Easter. And so I would send them an Mm -hmm. email devotional. And so it had to get written (laughs) every night. And so every night. Yeah. It sounds intimidating, but I'm telling you guys, it's not. It's so healthy and so good for meeting, practicing with Jesus daily. And my heart is that after the six weeks, even if you're like, whew, that's over, there are things that you fell in love with that you don't want to let go. Like you've fallen in love with having your coffee with the Lord in the morning. And so you're not going to give that up Mm -hmm. once the six weeks are over. Or you've learned something about really hitting something in prayer and praying big outrageous prayers yeah. in that area that you keep doing or fasting. One of the things is you fast one day a week, you know, just all the spiritual disciplines, just hit it for six weeks and then fall in love with some that you just won't let go or let fall go. in love with all of them. There's a daily devotional reading that really hits some deep things. And then I think the power of it is there's a listening section where you answer questions about what was in that devotional that day. I just tell people there are those questions that when you're doing a normal study, they're like the heart deep questions. So you want to skip over and I'll come back to that later and you never do. They're all that way. Just put pen to paper. And even though you have no idea, just start writing. I have no answer to this question and just get your pen moving. And he just meets us there. The power of the study part of it is that by the end, you have a journal of God teaching you, you know, and as you go back and read through, there's a thread. So it's almost like you've written your own personal devotional from the heart of God Mm -hmm. for you and the lessons that he has for you in that season. It sets you up to have those encounters with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like it asks the questions that you, you can't ignore. Otherwise it's 
honestly. Like, I mean, you told me in the beginning before I went through it, you're like, you will get out of this what you put into mm-hmm. it. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do the hard things and answer all the questions that I know are going to like change my heart. God set it up through you to have those moments. So is that on your website? Can people see it? It is. It is on your website. Yes. I also recommend if someone's going to do it, you have to do it in a group setting. They're missing out so much if you do it alone. Honestly, I don't know when you're leading it next, but if you're in the Pensacola area, Mm -hmm. you should totally get under Tracy's teaching when she leads it next. Yes. And if anyone's out there is interested, you can send me an email and I can send it to you digitally. Obviously, we'll have all of that information Mm -hmm. in the show notes or on my website for people to find. I love that you mentioned the quote of you're going to get out of it as much as you put into it. That's That's your quote, Tracy. Yes, (laughs) but that is with anything and everything. Yeah. You do everything with gusto. I mean, you just do it. Part of your testimony of all that it did is because of that. Mm. I mean, you did it all and you did it well and you did it seriously. And so look how God rewards that. And I'll say... Earlier on, you talked about the young people. I'm so encouraged by your generation that is just so hungry and willing to put the work into it. It's beautiful and it's exciting. God's going to use that in big ways. Appreciate your diligence. And that's what the word tells us, to be diligent, to present ourselves as workmen who handle the word correctly. So it takes some work. We have to put some work into Mm -hmm. it. We want the results without the work. And it doesn't work in any other way of life. We know that in our eating and our exercise. I mean, it's all just the hard. And exercise, we feel the great benefits of it, but we've already forgotten it the next day and we still have to make ourselves get out there, put Mm -hmm. our shoes on. Being in the Word can be the same way. We feel the awesome results of it and yet the next day, still a struggle. But we're so thankful we were there. One of the things I feel like the Lord has said years ago is that, and and we're seeing it. I mean, it is going to be harder and harder to stand for truth. And if we don't know it, I mean, if we don't really know what his word says, it's going to be too easy to slide and slip on the wrong side of truth. So we just have to know it. We've got to discipline ourselves mm-hmm. and be in the Word. I know we're in the beginning of the new year and we were talking about how to get in and that's so important, but it's like, it's not even a new year's resolution. No. It's like, we have to. Yes, we have to. There's like no way around it. Yeah. And I felt like you said, you know, we're not going to make it. No, we're not. It. Yeah. And we're seeing people all around not make it Yeah, and make very poor choices because they just don't know. They yeah. just don't have the courage that comes from being built up in the Lord. And so again, that's such a huge compliment to hear you say that about my life because I feel like that is my life message. It is. That's my soapbox. We got to be in the word. So however I can help people. When I was praying and asking the Lord, like, who do I come to for the first episode? Like, who do I entrust this to? Because it's a new season. It's you, Tracy, because that's your message that we have to get in the word. And honestly, I just speak this into life is that I just pray that this episode is like my first fruits of the year is that like, let's just talk about God's word and the beauty of it. I am so thankful that I got to have this conversation with you because I was praying about it. Like I said, just like, I just want to take this beginning, the start of a new season, which I have no idea what it's going to bring. And I'm like, let's just honor God's word by sharing it as you have been this entire time. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Can you tell one more story before we like close this? Can you tell the story about how you're at your like spiritual parents' house and the train like in the middle of the night? (laughs) Because this story gives me chills. I love it. When you told this to me the first time, like, I think I even cried because I was like, (laughs) I love this story. And this is a recent story and it fits so well with all that we've talked about because it's just, well... It's about obedience. (laughs) But um, yes, recently I was traveling and got to um, stay over with a couple. They're, like you said, just like spiritual parents to me. They live in a town where the train comes through. So they they warned me before I went to bed that I might want to close my window. So the train didn't wake me up because it comes in with full whistle and everything. And it did wake me up a few times. But one time it didn't. So it was in my dream. I could see the train and it was coming just in bold confidence, proclaiming the word of the Lord. I mean, it was just prophesying as it, as it came into town. And so I grabbed my phone and I was writing down what it said. And then I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, I need to remember what the train was saying. Yeah. Oh, I put it on my phone. I was like, no, that was in the dream too. So <laughs> oh my yes, gosh. So I really did grab my phone and I wrote it down. So the next morning I was just talking about how I couldn't believe the trains didn't wake them up. And I said, you know, one came in just proclaiming the word of the Lord. And Michael Cotton said, I was praying God would speak to you in your dreams. And he grabbed his journal and he chuckled and he grabbed his journal to write it down. And he's like, what did it say? And I'm like, it was saying the phrase commissioned by obedience. And so I just looked at him. I'm like, what do you think that means? And he's like, well, you know, I always tell my groups, God uses the one who shows up. Like, wow, if we're not there, if we don't show up to the assignment, God's definitely not going to use us. But if we show up, like you showed up to that first podcast, you know, you're showing up to season two. I know. I actually, I, I looked up what commission means. It means entrusted with authority for a particular action or function, right? Back to easy, hard, you know, yeah. we're just given all that we need if we'll just do the hard steps of obedience. Yeah. That story continues in that I, I came home and my daughter asked if I had a word for the year. And I don't know if you're familiar with kind of picking a word to focus on yeah, the year. Yeah. And I was like, in that moment she asked, cause she's like, I want to surprise you with a giving key for your birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And she said it and I was like, I was my word obedience. And I looked back in the beginning of the year and I had filtered just praying through some, some words and faith and trust and believe and ask. And I had written all those and they all fit under obey. So I settled on obey was the word for the year to really press into. And then here at the end of the year, he's reminding me, you're, we're commissioned by obedience. We'll just show up. And I also, as I was looking that up, I saw in the beginning of my journal, it said, just show up. And that's all I had written. So I don't know what the context was, but so that's a message for all of us. Yeah. Starting off this new year, you know, let's just show up. Let's just where he prompts, let's trust him that he's big enough to enable us to do the hard thing and obey. This is so funny because it wasn't in my notes, but I was going to ask you if you had a message for the new year. Just walk in obedience. Be in his word, which is truth. Know that we know that we know what he says and believe it. Like so simple, so hard, so easy, hard, so easy, hard, but so worth it. And God will just, he's the ultimate way maker provider. I mean, he's going to honor it, honor our willingness to show up. 
he shows up when we show up. Yep. And so as I was going back to look for my word of the year, this just comes to mind. I had I had written obedience leads to the manifestation of Jesus himself. And when I reread that, remember we talked about the things, profound things that you forget. Yeah. I'm like, is that even true? Is that even a true statement? Where'd that come from? And I had written John 14, 21 beside it. And that verse says, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. So obedience leads to the manifestation of Jesus himself. And I looked up the Greek word for disclose mm-hmm. and it's manifest. Oh my he gosh. He manifest himself to us, make known, come to view. Obedience, as we're talking about obedience, leads to the manifestation of Jesus himself. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's just beautiful. It's perfect. I love that you take so much time to look up the details of that. I think we miss so many of the details like that with like the definitions of the word. And you've told me before, it's just about slowing down and getting in the word. I'm so excited to ask this question because it's the first episode of season two and I haven't asked this in a while. The name of this podcast is Still With You and it comes from Psalms 139.18. So I'm going to ask you, Tracy, where is God still with you? I think of what we talked about earlier. He's always here and he's always speaking. Mm -hmm. And so if we would just pay attention to what he's saying and believe, believe his love that he speaks over us. One of the things this summer when we went through Watch the Main Parts together, Mm -hmm. part of when you go back and read through and there's that thread, there was a thread of he's always with me and he's always leading me and he's a good leader, you know, and we know that yet we forget and feel like we're on our own and have to make these big decisions of life and, and it becomes stressful and I'm here yeah, and I'm a good leader. He wants to lead us and he wants us to know the path even more than we're searching for it. It's going to be found. Mm. I know that's a good word every day, but especially being January, leading us into the new year. Yeah. He's always there. Let's follow his lead. That's what I'm, that's my prayer for season two. Like, I mean, it just is like, I just, when I started doing this, like last season, it was just like the Holy Spirit kind of proclaimed. He's like, I'm going to be in charge. Like, let me just lead. And now going forward, it's like, I know that God's going to lead. I know he's a good leader and I just want him to. So good. And as we follow and become followers, then we can be followed and we're leaders. I mean, we are. So follow him that we can be followed and lead. And then that way the pressure's off too, because you're just following him. Mm -hmm. That speaks to me a lot about doing this. I've never done this on the podcast before, but again, I want to give God the first fruits Mm -hmm. of every bit of this podcast. You know, it's all for him. It's not for us. It's for him and it's for other people to even maybe get a glimpse of him. You know, I just want it to honor him and honor his people. So this is a bit different, but uh, Tracy, if it's okay with you, I would love it. And I'd be honored, honestly, if you would just pray for season two, just ask God into this if you don't mind. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Laura, we just thank you so much for this time, for this opportunity, for this new year to start new things. And Lord, we thank you that your mercies are always new, that every day is a new start with you. I thank you for Coley's obedience. I praise you that we're into season two of this podcast. And Lord, we just praise you ahead of time of all the things that you're going to do, how you're going to honor Coley giving you the first fruits of this ministry that you've put in her hands 
and that she is stewarding. So Lord, we just pray your blessing upon it. We pray again, even as we talk, that our obedience is our success. We can't do anything beyond just obeying what you've asked us to do. Any and all results. You're the only one who can speak to a heart, who can make life change. Lord, as Coley does her part, Lord, we are just trusting you and excited and just even now just praying anticipation of all you're going to do as you do what you do. Lord, would you touch hearts? Even with this episode, Lord, would you call people into your word? Lord, may they experience for themselves just the living and active word of God. So many of us just are fed with um, it's like we eat junk food all the time. So we don't even know that we're starving for yeah. the real thing. So Lord, I pray that people would taste and see the goodness of the Lord, the goodness of your word and your power and your love for them. And, and Lord, I pray that we would believe and trust you and walk that out in obedience, no matter how hard that is. Sometimes our feelings can battle with what you say is true, and yet you honor us just walking out in obedience what you've called us to, even when it causes blisters on our feet because it's hard. Lord, you enable us and make it easy hard. So Lord, I pray that this would just be an easy hard year for Coley. We pray for this season that, Lord, everything that you already have on your heart to do through this podcast, would it be done? Lord, as you're a good leader, would you lead Coley to the guest's and would your just blessing be upon every every episode this season? We thank you for fresh starts, mm-hmm. for a new season, and how you finish in us what you've started. And give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Tracy. Oh, thank I, you for having me. Oh my gosh. I just want to honestly like <laughs> thank you for your friendship because you have no idea... I feel like I've come to you so many times where I'm just like, please be my mom and tell me I'm okay. You know how I do that. (laughs) I'm like, am I normal? Please like help me. I will never ever forget like what you've taught me. And I'm so excited to continue learning with you, you know, and from you. And thank you so much for just being willing to, to share. And I just honestly, even though this podcast is, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, I don't know how it will add up, but like, I can't even imagine the hours that you've just spent searching in the word and just like meeting with God that leads to these conversations. So thank you for even that. Please come back anytime. And I I mean that. Awesome. I'm so excited. I'm literally, I can't wait. Every time I leave after meeting with Tracy, I feel like I can conquer the world with Christ by my side. And I hope that feeling of confidence and even hunger for more of Him just fills you completely. All of the information that Tracy and I spoke of, such as the chronological reading plan for reading through the Bible in a year, is going to be on my website. That is where all the show notes are going to be from now on going into season two. The reading plan will be there, ways that you can connect with Tracy if you have any questions, or you'd like to be a part of the Rampart study. You can send her an email for a free digital copy, or you can email her 
and she will send you a physical copy of the Rampart study, which I highly recommend. We just request that you make a $10 donation to either the Seeker Place. It is a local organization in Pensacola that is a home and refuge for survivors of human trafficking. It is an amazing organization. Or instead of the Seeker Place, you can buy a penny bracelet from one of my favorite ministries, The Penny Story. You guys should all be familiar with them. Once you have done that, please just email Tracy telling that you have either donated or purchased a penny bracelet and she would be happy to send you a physical copy of the Rampart study. So again, all the information will be there for you on my website and that is at coleybrowning.com. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. If you would like to connect with me as well, you can always direct message me on Instagram. I am at Coley Browning. Again, same spelling. I would love to hear from you, especially going into this new season. Tell me if there's anyone that you think I should reach out to or if you have any ideas. You guys know how much I love to speak with all of you and just to connect. I mean, that is what this podcast is all about. And number one, Jesus. The beautiful music that you're listening to in the background is from my sweet friend, Christy Masing. I am so thankful that I'm able to use her song, Soaring, as the theme for Still With You. Also, she designed the graphic for the cover of the podcast, which I am forever grateful for. So please go follow her and check out all of her music. Again, all of the links for that will be in the show notes, but it is christymasing.com and at christymasing on Instagram. Oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to say the words that I say at the end of every episode. So here we go. Oh, guys, this I just love new beginnings. Don't you? I just love it. Okay, season two. So everyone, please go out into this world and be bold, be brave, and be you. And remember that he is still with you. Oh, yeah.